femininity is powerful in all its forms exceptional women rare girls must be appreciated in every way for their perspectives actions thoughts and their unique ways of being such rare girls are inspiring and this is what this podcast is all about hello my name is aziz and my guest today is darina dari Darina is a finance major at the National University of Kiev Mohila Academy in Ukraine. In addition to this, she is a full-time student in IPAM University, specialization IT, and a VIP virtual student in Gizen University in the specialization economics. Lately, she's working on the creation of projects which aim to help teens' development and the implementation of her own startup ideas, which aims as well to help Ukraine's development. Her passion is music and traveling. So when she manages to find free time, she always spends it either playing piano or exploring the world. Darina, how are you today? Hello, Uh, well, I'm pretty good. Uh, I'm actually pleased to be invited to your podcast today and I'm curious to start. What about you? I'm happy. I'm optimistic. I'm so glad to be alive. And (laughs) to begin this conversation, I would like to know a bit more about you. And what what caught my attention is that you're very active. You're studying at like three universities uh, as well as having your own projects, your own startup, etc., what motivates you? What gives you the energy, the drive, or the way to not feel lazy or be lazy and to keep working hard? Oh, thanks for this interesting question. Actually, I recall that, you know, I consist of the motivation and uh, like, uh, I am fed up with motivation. So like, motivation is really the root of what I do and how I do actually. So like, I recall that First of all, you have to motivate yourself. Second of all, you have to motivate people all around you. And third of all, it would be nice if people around you motivate you. <laughs> so this is kind of like a formula which I use to develop myself, you know, to make advances and to move on. Because like without the motivation, nothing goes good, as I think. Thank you. I love that answer is is very wise and so to ask you why these somehow diverse specializations that you're studying because there is economics you have finance and it so do you believe the future belongs to it workers to understand finance and economics or do you have a dream job or do you believe it's perfect for a startup founder oh actually Personally speaking, I never had one thing I'm interested in. So it has always been like plenty of stuff I'm into, you know. Uh, And so it always has been difficult for me to choose one thing out of plenty of others. So when I had been choosing my specialization as a major one, it was really, really difficult. But as I already chose it i decided that i don't have to stop on it and you know like close the borders for myself so i decided to advance in 
other things and the combination of IT and economics, for me, I think it's like the best that could ever be because these two fields are really leading the society to the development nowadays. Yes, I agree 100% and thank you for that. And then to ask you a bit more, are you a very curious person? I mean, since you were a little girl, did you ask questions about everything? You wanted to learn about everything and passion was for you following your curiosity or is it something else? Oh, actually, yes. I've always been such a curious person and um, to my passion, I have to say thank you for, to my parents because they were the first motivators in my life. So they did like everything so that I could, uh, you know, develop myself, be motivated, be turned on and stuff. So like I have always been curious, but curiosity is not the thing which leads you to the development, but motivation in in the combination, in the mix with curiosity, they do. So like, thanks to my parents, we have such a <laughs> result. Thank you. And you spoke earlier about the importance of the people around you in motivating you. How do you know who are the right people to become your friends or have a connection with? Is it some instant chemistry where you feel like you know this person all your life? Or is it you ask them and find they're curious about everything and motivated? Or what is like, or simply people who, who study with you? Or what are the drivers of building friendships with you? Um, actually, first of all, I think it's the chemical thing, you know, when you're just interest, both interested in each other. And then the process of getting to know each other is really important. So I don't like have, you know, special identifiers to choose friends and stuff. This is cringe, as I think. Um, but just a simple talk can explain about the person so many things. And if we have a match, you know, then we just continue our conversation and we found, find out more about each other and then we start motivating each other. Honestly, I'm really grateful for the people who surround me right now because all of them, I'm really like appreciating their presence in my life because, you know, I, I'm sure that you can take some part and some lesson from each person you have in your life. And so do I. I just simply get lessons from people all around and uh, give i hope some lessons to them that's how we work out together and that's how we get the result thank you and so to know even more about you what is your future dream i i mean you're creating projects for teens of ukraine you're doing your startup, you're studying uh, finance and economics and IT. Do you have a big goal, a big vision for what will happen? Or do you try to build your skills and then when doors open, then you will decide? Oh, it's really tough question, as I think. But I suppose that both of what you said is like involved in my development right now. So I'm trying to get as much as many skills as possible right and then uh, I'm trying to implement them as fast as I get them so it's like simultaneous pro uh, process you know I can't say that I have one big dream and I'm 
aimed to get it. I, of course, I have dreams and uh, big aims, but I wouldn't say that there is one, you know. So I'm trying to improve my dreams while getting new skills and uh, that's how it cooperates. Thank you. And as a person, do you feel that new people who meet you, their first impression of you is totally different to who you are? Maybe at first they think you're intimidating and cold or you have a poker face or something like that? Or are you someone who's always smiling? They already know and what to expect and there is no difference between what people think at first and who you truly are. Oh, it's really interesting question. Actually, I'm a mood person. So sometimes I do have a poker face or, you know, <laughs> some anxious face. Um, but most of the times I'm really happy. I'm smiling. I'm positive. So that's so when, you know, my, for example, homies, when they see that I'm not happy that something happened to me, they're just like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is not typical for her. So everyone expects from me that I'm always smiling and actually I always do but sometimes some rare cases as I'm a mood person there can be you know some exclusions thank you as someone who is from Ukraine and you have lived the 24th of February and the attack and the war how was that day for you how did it begin how did you experience it how did you feel and how did these months change you emotionally or as a person? Oh, I appreciate you asking this question actually because I think that um, now we can't, you know, distract ourselves from this topic and I'd really like to answer on it. So, of course, first of all, I'm pretty sure the reaction, my reaction was similar to plenty of others. Uh, a lot like almost all of ukrainians i'm sure were shocked were like disappointed were scared and uh, plenty other adjectives that could ever might have been used in this situation i'm sure you and uh, all our listeners understand um so we were scared right and but i reckon that only we can decide how we react on the situation and like I decided once that I can't change the situation what like donating spreading information and this is what I do nowadays and I did from the beginning of the war and I'm trying to influence this as much as it it's possible for me yes I can't go to on, on the battlefield I can't change the things like globally but I can do small things that do affect the war in a good meaning so i do them as for my reaction it was kind of different in comparison to other uh to other people in my surroundings so i did stay in a cold mind i was thinking rationally and i decided that it's like a good time to motivate yourself as much as possible and to help your country as much as possible. So I decided that my own development will affect my country's development, uh, of course, again, in a good meaning. So I started, I, I started working like 
twice harder than I did before the war because I was really motivated and now I'm still really motivated to do things that in future will um, will change my country and will lead it to the fast development and significantly accelerate its development in all fields, particularly in finances or IT probably, I don't know the field exactly right now, as I told you before, but I'm pretty sure that I will be helpful for my country. That is why I do work hard now and staying in a cold mind, you know, not like crying or whatever. This is my trait of character that I can't really feel it. Um, but I can do other things and I'm working on them and I think that uh, it's important when, the, when in these situations Ukrainians do what they can do. So yeah, long answer, but I hope I answered fully on it. What can other young Ukrainians learn from your own productivity method? How do you organize your time? How do you keep yourself from burning out? How do you get enough sleep and have enough energy to do all the things you're involved with that maybe someone else who had a situation where they were depressed because of the war or not able to do anything because of the emotions? Now they want to have a cold mind and be productive how to organize the day, how to divide the goals. What do you do to not burn out? Oh my God, this is like the worst question because I'm the worst person in this. <laughs> I, I ask people not to take after me in this because like, I'm the worst example that could have ever been. I sleep, I can sleep like for two hours. I can't really organize myself. It's my bad traits of character. And I'm not afraid to tell about it, but you know, it's not a good advice I can give here because um, sometimes, you know, still I can feel something about the war and, uh, you know, staying in a cold mind doesn't mean you don't care, right? So in such a case, you still have some, some thoughts in your head and it's really difficult to keep them strong, you know. That is why I can't really organize myself um, and to work like as it was planned in my planner, which I don't really, I never follow it, you know. So like my only advice is just do like however you feel this has to be done and honestly speaking I am not about organizing myself I'm just having again the motivation even if you are lazy if you have too many feelings inside you and you can't handle them just think of your final destination what do you aim for what is your like goal what is your view and if you realize what is your truly what is your desire let's say right you will find a way to motivate yourself and then you will find a way to plan your work the way you are comfortable with it. Even if you are like me, sleeping for some couple of hours and <laughs> uh, living not such a healthy lifestyle, even though you will be productive. So productiveness is not always about like keeping yourself in a, a strong uh, restrictions. So yeah, just keep in mind what you aimed for. Thank you, I like that. It seems to me that from what we're speaking, I don't know, there are two sides of you, it seems. One is very emotional, um, 
full of emotions and that you follow how you feel and another one which is more level-headed and logical but deep down if you would describe yourself how would you or maybe your homies as you call them or your friends describe your personality how you think and how you are oh it's really nice question i think first of all they would tell and i would tell that i'm passionate about everything uh, second of all that i am emotional well uh and third of all let's say i'm curious Let, let's say like that yeah this are uh, three traits of character that um, you know dominate in my character in general what does it mean for you to be emotional i mean passionate specifically oh you can be passionate about everything like for example when you have uh, school time or for example university time uh, you don't really have to like all the subjects and you and people mostly don't so they choose some subjects they like and some subjects they <laughs> don't really like and concentrate on only those which they do like but the problem is not it's not even the problem the point is that when you are passionate yourself it's not a big deal for you to be to become passionate about anything i mean like anything anything you can i you, i can just become interesting in any stuff i can meet with it's about passion for me for example if you have nothing connected with chemistry at school but you are a passionate person it's not a big deal for you to become interested in this subject so like passionate is a mix of curiosity and emotional <laughs> well-being i suppose thank you and i know you care a lot about the development of other young ukrainians what do you think is necessary like what do they need what projects what skills what new thinking or ways of perceiving the world do you feel are not there very developed currently in young ukrainians and what are the projects you're working on right now to help some of that development? Oh, thank you for your question. First of all, I am sure that um, there's not a special formula for that to be developed, to be a developed person. It's really personal thing. And first of all, you have to um, think this over in your mind. And then only you can say which traits of characters luck for you to be developed person um so like my projects will not give a formula they will just introduce the cases and then our listeners our, our visitors uh, i kind of mm, spoiled <laughs> what it would be i didn't want to but um well okay it will be soon announced in my instagram um so yeah we don't aim to tell uh, teens what to do we just aim to you know um to show different directions of development that's the point i'm sure that no one has to be told like you have to do this you have to be more talkative for example yeah you have to be more passionate you have to be like more emotional or whatsoever like we just show them the cases and that's the point when teenager can decide himself or herself how to do and what to do it's the point because i'm really mm, like 
anxious, I would say even, that uh, teens, um, not even nowadays, also before, don't follow their dreams, you know, they just do what they told to do. For example, they enroll on the specialization in the university, uh, like, because their mother told them or stuff. I think it is not okay and this is what I am to change. I think nowadays teens are enough development developed, but I aim them to follow their dreams, not to follow someone else's dream. That's my point. Thank you. I really, really love that. And for listeners who are not aware of the situation exactly in Kiev, they imagine it's super dangerous to stay there, etc. Can you describe how did it change? How is the life in the city now? What's going on? And how do you is your daily routine? Do you do you still go out and meet some friends to distract yourself from the bad news and everything? Or if, is everybody trying to stay home? Or tell me describe like a day now living in Kiev. Oh, honestly, now I'm in Europe. So I can't really tell about my day. But I do uh, connect with my homies, with my bestie, with my family, male part of family, of course, they're defending our country, they're in uh, the country right now. So uh, what can I tell? Uh, like the war is still going. And this is what I, I always tell to my foreign friends that um, even though maybe the news broadcasts don't even translate the full scale of the situation i mean foreign ones but it's still going still there are a lot of victims there are a lot of casualties there are a lot of people suffering from the war they lose their homes they lose their uh, place to where they have been educated they like so many stuff is bad actually I mean, we don't have to forget about the war and it's our daily routine right now, unfortunately. Even though I don't live right now in Kyiv, but still, I wake up, I check the news, I get upset about the news, <laughs> I post my Instagram story about what has happened this night, you know. This is kinda distracting, but I do this not to upset people, I mean, raising awareness. I do this in order to show that the war is still going. So like, yes, the war is still going and simultaneously the life is still going. So these two things, which seems like they can't be mixed together, but they do. People are trying to continue their lives. They're opening their shops, they're visiting these shops. They're going outside, they're trying to spend time good with their friends or whatever. So I think that answering shortly, briefly, the war is still going, but the life is still going. Yeah, it's a quote I think that should be understand, understood by foreign listeners as well. That's really, really, really inspirational. But... I have to also ask you, because there are millions of Ukrainians who left Ukraine uh, because of the war and after the war and they're living all over the world. Well, now maybe they have a new life, they're studying in a new university, they have new jobs, etc. Do you think that even when there is victory and uh, the war ends in Ukraine, they would return? to the country or because they have a new life, they will stay abroad and live abroad? Honestly speaking, I don't care about this at all. 
it's their own decision, their own life. I'm I'm feeling not anything like about this because well, if they stay there, okay then, nothing changes to me and to my country. If they stay there and help Ukraine, support Ukraine, raise awareness about Ukraine even like for example, uh, not for example, when we get the victory. <laughs> um uh, still we we will need to have a huge rebuild. Uh, so still we will need to raise awareness and donations and stuff. So if they continue doing this, it's an amazing stuff. Uh, if they come back to Ukraine, it's twice better. So like, I don't judge anyone. I, I, I'm sure that uh, like everyone can uh, rule their own life. So if they stay there, okay. If they come back to Ukraine, better, but still okay. So like, it's nice anyways that Ukrainians are alive let's say due to the war right and the more ukrainians we have even Woodward, the better thank you that's such a really really diplomatic question and a very good one thank you darina for this um podcast for this interview i really wish you success and to ukraine slava ukraini oh, thank you so much Geroem slava <laughs> Do you have anything to just say to any listeners that you feel is something, a lesson you learned about life after this war, about maybe the importance of enjoying your day or that life is short or anything like that? Okay, I would say that um, no one is going to care about your life, but you are. That's what I wanted to say to our listeners. I agree 100%. Thank you, Darina, and goodbye. Thank you so much.